Hey guys, welcome to the George Lynch Shunning Podcast, brought to you by Legendary Gear, a game called company that is a legend by design. Well guys, we're uh, at the last week of May here. Uh, I think Michigan is probably going to go to the last week, but we're all done here in Iowa with the tur- late season turkey hunting. And um, even though Diane and I didn't get to hunt very much, and we had to hunt close to home here, it was still a, a very excellent season and actually, it was a, a lot of uh, a confidence. I guess there's a lot of great uh, thoughts of, of next year and great anticipation, I should say, for next year because, uh, you know, it, it's been pretty sucky here the last two years, um, especially where we're at here um, near the public lake. And the uh, pressure that gets from outside hunting is in, intense here. But in all of that, you know, like I would say last year, it was um, pathetic. It was the worst year I've seen here in the eight years, eight years that I've been here. And just, you know, driving around in the mornings, not hearing gobbles. And we used to be able to sit on our deck and, and hear multiple gobbles and be able to pick, even hear them across the lake and pick which one I wanted to go for. But, uh, you know, the excitement now to hear one on our property, you know, would, is going, it would go right through the roof, you know, the blood pressure would get up there. But, this year was a good year. You know, we had uh, gobblers close to home this year. Um, I didn't hunt at home. Um, I didn't want to put the pressure on still kind of letting the birds trying to, you know, we did have gobblers this year around the, on our property. And I, and I think last year, because I didn't see, you know, some of the big bucks, um, which I know they were hurting, but uh, we had that pond bulldozed on our property. And of course that happened in August and they started, and I think it took them a month a month and a half, five weeks maybe, to do our pond, you know, and put it in 30 foot deep. And, and then they bulldozed, uh, I had them bulldoze a food plot for us back there, which is great. And I'm so tickled to have it this year, but I really think at the time of the year that we did it. Uh, and, you know, I think we spooked out of there. The turkeys definitely, they're a nervous, kind of a nervous bird anyway. I know they're used to farming practices, but when you're hearing trees pop and, and bulldozers, are a lot noisier than farm tractors. I think it pretty much ran pretty much the game out of there. But, you know, it's it's awesome. The, the turkeys have been uh, plentiful this year around here. And um, the bobcats, you know, some of our trees that we got uh, still bulldozed up. Uh, I think uh, there's a bobcat that got a nest uh, or some kittens or something, but she keeps coming in out of our log pile. And so I think we've made a home for that, which uh, a good buddy of mine from the DNR who helped design our pond, which he did design our pond, uh, was telling me that, uh, Brian was telling me that, hey, that uh, you're going to have, bo- that's a great haven for bobcats. So, and I've already started to see them, but, you know, the deer hung around this year. So I'm excited for uh, 2023 deer hunting season. I'll be, I'm totally uh, excited for the 2024 um turkey season that it's coming up with just what we've seen and you know uh, we can kill diane and i can kill four turkeys legally here you know pick the first seasons and then of course then you got to take the fourth season and because of our schedule everything is uh, hectic at this springtime especially when you're uh, working on the dealers and, and sending dealer orders in and it's just you know then trying to do what shows you can and you know i love what i do but i have to work you know, this also puts uh, the food on the table, pays the bills. So it takes the priority, and, and I'm a blessed man, don't get me wrong. I love what I do, and God has blessed me with the talent and vision and foresight and, and designing calls and tuning them and, 
and uh, I sure had my share of tuning this year. Um, we tuned a lot, but um, we've uh, killed our one turkey apiece, and uh, we were heading up to, I can't remember the time, but it was the second season, Diane had a tag, and uh, I scouted for her, and I was talking to a good friend of mine, uh, Brandon Cosner, last night from Iowa here, and Brandon's been a friend of mine. He was an original lynch mob, one of my original pro staff, one of my original guys. I had him and Kurt McNabb and Jeremy Abbas and uh, Nick James. And um, it was Nick James, bitch. <laughs> anyway, Nick James was a, a good friend too. But uh, that was our original, my original lynch mob pro staff. And so we were out here a lot. You know, we had roots dug in years and years ago. Um out here in Iowa, probably 20 years ago, well, 10 years, 15 years ago, maybe, uh, something like that. We had a roots dug out here, coming out here and, and hunting. But Brandon, anyway, he's he's a big turkey hunter, and he's a great uh, bow shot. He's been to Africa, and he's killed 200-inch whitetail, and he loves hunting turkey with a bow. And um, we got talking last night, you know, that he's had some success, and he doesn't run an outfitting or anything, but he says, you know, he loves taking kids out. He loves taking uh, friends, of, you know, kids uh, that are friends of his and friends of his kids and uh, people he works with, kids and relatives. And so anyway, he, you know, we were talking yesterday and, and people asking, man, you, you know, I, you, I wish I was as good as you or lucky or whatever it is. And, you know, him and I got talking and if there's, you know, it, yeah, it, it's nice to be a, a great caller. It's nice to have, uh, you know, the, the Daysmith decoys are the best decoys out there. Uh, having a good area and stuff helps, but it, uh, I don't think you can, I will take scouting over anything else. I mean, I would rather, you know, if I could only pick one, you know, in a good area of turkeys that I could hunt, I would rely on my scouting. And uh, if it took two to three days, to, to scout for that bird. I've never been one to just jump in a blind and, and uh, hunt blind and hope for the best and, you know, throw the throw the ball in the bucket and hope for the best. No, I've never been that one. I've I've always liked to have a plan and a goal and, and I try to set out and, and I try to find, um, you know, what gobbler that I want to take or if I'm looking for my wife, every gobbler, you know, she was batting almost a thousand with me with all the turkeys. And it was all because of the scouting that I did, the pre-scouting, and then setting up. And, of course, when you're filming or, you know, you're taking someone else, it, you know, I fell in love with hunting on the ground blinds. It's just because you can get away with so much. And, um, and then we've, we got the muddy. This year I got to use the muddy blind. It has that uh, almost 360 view through it. That's awesome for turkey hunting because, you know, you get to see a lot of the blind spots that you had before. Um but anyway, you know, the scouting is the most crucial thing and most important thing. So, um, you know, you guys out there, you know, if you if you do anything different for next year, you know, always learn from your mistakes this year. Try to learn to, and go on to next year and and take with what you learned and, and always, you know, try to evolve. Doing the same thing over and over and expecting uh, different results is, is insanity. So anyway, do your scouting, friends. I was going to tell a quick story about a, a turkey. Dan Young's talked about him. I've told him the story. It's quite, uh, he's quite given me a few restless nights. But an old turkey I call, old gobbler I call Walter. 
And uh, Walter comes from is the character that comes from the movie On Golden Pond. So you young bucks, you're going to have to Google it. But guys my age and everything know about it. It's Catherine Hepburn and, and uh, uh, Henry Fonda and Jane Fonda. And, and what a classic. I think it was filmed up in Maine or somewhere. But uh, Henry Fonda, this old man, he uh, befriends his, uh, I think it's his grandson. Actually, it's his daughter's boyfriend's son. And they dropped him off with the old couple and for the summer. And this kid, you know, being from the streets of New York, but Henry Fonda was a grouchy old man, but he kind of took this kid under his wing and he would take him out in the lake all the time fishing. And he told him about the, the big bass out there that eluded him for years. And he called him Walter. And he said he had him one time and almost to the boat and the line broke and he never got Walter. That was, you know, he's going to go through his life, never catch him Walter. So every time he'd ride out in that lake and he felt a little upset about Walter, he'd get up and, and stand up on his feet and scream, Walter, you son of a bitch. And uh, that's always stuck with me for years. But anyway... That's how I kind of, the turkey that I was after, it's how he kind of derived from his name of Walter because this turkey, I'm telling you what, man, I've tried everything. Either he was queer or he just was the most wimpiest um, punk-ass <laughs> punk turkey that was scared of everything yet because of that and because that he wasn't over-aggressive it probably saved his life because wherever I try to scout and, and scout and watch the gobblers and you'll see where they come out. I'd go in that morning early set up and, you know, I'd have the, I'd have the two-year-olds, I'd have Jake's out in front of me and I'd look down at the other end of the field and there would be Walter. And no matter where I would set up in that field, Walter would come out the other end. And he was enormous, ginormous, Walter was. And he had a distinct, even to the last year, which I saw him again last year, he's got where he's, his, his head and down his throat is so white, uh, white gray. And um, so anyway, it's, um, he was pretty, and then the size of him, you know, I, I, I have no idea of his beard. I have no idea of his spurs. He doesn't let me get that close. Even with you pull off the side of the road, I mean, I get my glimpse of him, and poof, you see Walter, I mean, running at the other end of the field. But uh, I had an encounter. So every the funny thing I want to talk about, so my wife and I, every time we drive by this field, I got to roll my window down, and I scream out across the field, Walter, you son of a bitch! And it's got kind of funny, and people who uh, ride with us uh, don't know the story, kind of think I lost it, but, you know, I figured that Walter and I are going to die of old age before I ever get to put him on my wall, but I tell you what, if I do get him, and it will be legal, I will not cheat to do anything, but if I ever do get Walter, he's going to be on my wall full, full, full mount, the whole kit and caboodle, and uh, I'm going to have a tag underneath him that says, Walter, you son of a bitch, here lies Walter, <laughs> son of a bitch. Anyway, I got that out and want to talk about it, but I'm going to, you know, since turkey season's over, let's get into what you should be doing now. And I'm telling you what I'm doing, and I'm doing in calls, but 
you know, we're going to start on goose for a while and then we're go we'll be moving to duck. But um, I'm, the same thing goes for the duck calls. If you're more of a duck caller than you are a goose caller, if you're both, then you'll follow the program that we're going to talk about. But right now um, is a great time that, um, you know, you guys are probably still fishing and stuff like that. And heck, you're out fishing. You can run your call out in the boat. But, you know, taking the time and it doesn't take it. You know, if you could devote 15 minutes a night, that is sure to heck than, than one hour, one hour a, a month. And uh, just 15 and, and pick certain things that you want to do. I mean, if you've got a certain sequence and we'll, I'll go through the sequences that I would practice on until you perfect them and then work on another sequence and just, you know, doing that 15 and pick a sequence a week. You can pick a sequence a month if you want. But, uh, you know, and I guess it would depend on your talent. It depend on the uh, your success and how fast you're catching on. But... Um, so we're, we're going to talk about that, and it's now's the time to pick up that goose call. I'm going to talk about uh, what we have at Legendary Gear, and I'm going to tell you we've, we've got everything covered for you in the goose call division. And <clears throat> what I'm real proud of, we're going to go through, and yeah, we have, I'll talk about our acrylic line, which is our hot top end of our line with our semi-broken, which is more on the broken end of our game-changer guts which makes a world of difference in, in the field and the sound. I got two little designs that we come up with late in the season that we're going to cover, but I'm going to go through each one of those. And then I'll talk about for you guys who really just getting into it. And this is what I recommend if you're just getting into it. And, you know, not normally would I ever, I've always said, you know, get the best instrument. Uh, if you're going to get into it, get the best you can afford and learn on that. You you won't have as much frustration. You get a reputable uh, call maker, someone who knows how to tune, someone knows how to tune for your likeness, someone who can help you if you've got if you got problems. And uh, but with our new acrylic line, which our new molded acrylic line, which is it's been out for uh, this will be the second year coming up. <clears throat> We are the only ones that uh, have uh, in our mold, our calls are molded acrylic. When the time that we first made these and designed these, you know, a lot of people are using polycarbonate. And I've had people try to tell me, oh, you know, those are polycarbonate. No, they're not. It's just that in the supplier uh, they have, they have a, a, a lab and people who work there who experiment. And they're, they're, such, they're so huge that they have such a, a vast uh, amount of choices through their supplier Basically, what I did is I gave them some of our high-end acrylic calls, and I said, I need some material that you think would come close to this, and, dense, and density is the most important thing. And so we, we ran different types of material, and we did you know the polycarbonate, but we ran a material, and it's got this long name, but in the generic, to say it, it's a basic way in layman's terms, it's a, it's a molded acrylic. And... Um, I like the tone. It's, it gives you more of a truer tone to our high end. We're putting our broken guts, the same game changer guts that we have into our top end calls. We put into the molded calls. Everyone's hand tuned by me. And uh, I got two styles. We got one called the big dog. And to be honest with you, that big dog would be comparison to our alpha in our, in our high end line real close. Great sound, great tone. Um, you know, a $50 call compared to $150. Then the next one I have is the Dirt Nap, which it's got a shorter barrel. 
It's got a, also a tighter insert where it's a lot easier. It gives you more back control. It's going to give you a little more easier to, and it's going to give you sharper clucks. It's going to give you a full and sharp murmur. It's going to be a little bit quicker call, but it's going to add a lot more sharpness to it. It might be a call for the guy who, and I would probably say the young guys who will, who will develop, you know, just getting into it, who will develop quick. That's the call I'd recommend to them. You know, if you're certain young, you know, very young, I would go with the big dog because of the ease of use in, in the mellow town. But uh, anybody, you know, 15 and older and looking to get into it and you're new, I would recommend the dirt nap because you're going to learn quick and this call will will mature with you. It's got the capabilities to, to grow with you and as you get better. So anyway, we're going to talk. I'm going to go and start off talking about our old man. The old man is, uh, you know, last year, two years ago when we first came out, it was one of the most successful calls that we uh, had sold. It, it, what was? It wasn't. It was, was the most successful call to make it. And uh, Wildfall Magazine listed it in 2022 as Goose Calls, top pick. This has our broken guts, but uh, the, I'm excited because I've kind of, this is the old man 2.0. I've made some changes. I've kind of shortened that barrel. I've opened that insert up a little bit to give more hollow resin sound. The barrel is the same, but everything's changed in that insert. And I'm going to say it, it's probably... Uh, I don't have a regular old man here with me, but I'm going to say e, an inch shorter, um, three quarters of an inch shorter than the old man. Um, but it's just got that more mellow, deep tone. But with that hollow, it's just going to give you easier hollow, which the old man did before. We just made it a little bit better. We, you know, we took what we had again. We took what we had that was good. And I just, in my opinion, I think I made it better. Uh, just kind of get that more hollow and resin sound. I'll give you a little uh, sound on this old man and what it sounds like. That's the old man. Um, I still use the old man. I'll keep it on. Uh, especially where it's really good is uh, determining, you know, the amount of geese are coming in. Sometimes I got a single. I got a couple, you know, even six geese. You know, say a half dozen geese, 12 geese, uh, especially if it's early season. And uh, they're quiet coming in. And uh, especially on those singles and those doubles. You know, the pairs, they're working out there. I'll go to the old man uh, instead of trying to be real fast and raspy and, you know, aggressive with it. I'm just trying to finesse them uh, coming in. So that would be more of a... Just kind of finesse them like that and, and talk talk goose. So that's the old man 2.0. Um, 
definitely different. Definitely, uh, like I said, it just I love the the use the ease of it. I think it's a little bit easier than the, the old man, the original man, which was great. But I think it, uh, you know, you're still going to get those deep and and hollow. But I think you'll have a, a, a more of a range of versatility and sound. And uh, the next one would probably, you know, is the old or uh, excuse me, the Alpha. And the Alpha, the thing about the Alpha, the Alpha is. Uh, you can get good tones with it. It's a very user-friendly. This call was originally designed was going to be a great contest call, but it had such great range and ease of use that we added it in our collection for hunting calls. And uh, this is a call that uh, you know I, I'm going to say this and the Delta. If you had could only just have one call, this would be the two calls that I would have. And I'll explain the difference, the, the delta. And I'm, again, I'm a guy about sharpness and quickness and about speed. And the alpha is, uh, and the delta have the same insert, same guts, except that the delta has the shorter barrel, like the exit, where the alpha is going to have a longer barrel. So you're going to be able to get quick spits. You're going to be able to get those good hollow moans, a little bit more speed. A little bit more aggressiveness in that delta. I think the delta, you know, those two calls, if you only have one, but my pick out of the two is the delta. Again, like I said, I like calls with short barrels, but, you know, everybody has a different style, and that's the, the thing about General Motors doesn't make one car. You know, everybody's got different taste and different price range. And, but uh, I'm going to run the Alpha for you, and you can hear the difference between the two. But the Alpha's going to be a little bit faster, a little bit higher pitch than the old man. That was the alpha. This here, like I said, is the Delta. The Delta is, um, you know, got the same insert and everything, same guts, just a shorter barrel. That is the Delta. Like I said, if there was one call that, over everything else, I really would pick probably pick that Delta. But now let's go to the, the small guys. And I'm going to talk about, that. We, you know, just like we improved the uh, old man, which we had, we called the 2.0, but it's not on the barrel. But it's a, it's a second version of the old man. This one is probably one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite call. It's the... Exit 2.0. Um, if any of you had run our previous exit and liked it, what I've done on the on the new exit is I've really tightened that tone channel, or no, not the tone channel, but that exhaust port and that insert. I've tightened that right down, and then just at the very end rolled that out, 
basically to give me more control in the back end, um, more aggressive in, in my murmurs and being able to control a little bit more of that finesse and stuff that we want to do with more ease. The call can be run in one hand. It's very comfortable in the hand. It uh, probably looks like the alpha, but a miniature alpha insert the way we designed it. But like I said, again, this call is probably my favorite. You'll hear a little more speed. You'll hear a, bit, a little bit more aggressive. And again, as you're listening to this, you choose to what kind of call that fits your style and what call. And, and maybe you want you got one of these calls and you want to go to the next level. And that's uh, that's great. And this is a great time to do it. So if you are doing that, you know, if you're someone who's running the Alpha or the Delta or the Old Man, these next two calls is one call that I would recommend because they're completely opposite of the spectrum, especially between if you had an old man and went to the exit or you go to the ripper, the next call. But this uh, little exit, it's a short call. I'm gonna say it's uh, just a little over four inches and I'll give you a run on that. definitely has a lot of a uh, lot of range my favorite call and gonna be a lot of a lot of geese out of that and another favorite that we've done well at the shows with this introducing this guy they see a lot of guys see this uh, little call and that's one thing that's neat about our calls our design everything that we work we work hard to design these calls and tune these calls to be very easy to operate uh, not take a bunch of air, not take a, a, a air compressor. Uh, I can tune it even if you are a guy that has the, the kind of lungs. I can tune it heavier and still run to sound goosey, but I also can go on the other end of the spectrum and get you that deep sound and, and goosey sound with making it a lot, lot uh, lighter to run. So the Ripper, the great name for it. I got guys in the state of California and hunting all over outfitters who just said, man, this is my favorite call. And uh, this call is three and three quarter inches long. It is uh, pretty much an exit barrel. And it, it, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the old lynch mob, but uh, I did a call that I used a lot hunting and we call it the little monster. And the little monster um, had this little short rounded a ball at the end but a little short insert and we had a longer barrel than what we got now um was a great call and when i started redesigning and looking at the lines trying to get this you know i was running that call the other day and we kind of shortened we tightened that insert a little bit more and we went with a shorter barrel and this is what we came up with and this little ripper like i said she's She's got a great name, and, and the cool thing is, you know, either one of these calls, the Exit or the Ripper, you know, I can run slow, I can get it hollow, I can, you know, however we got them tuned. But what I like about it is when I put the foot on the gas, at least I can make these things run. So this is the Ripper. Ah!
So you see a lot of range in those last two, you know, I'd say are my two favorite calls, but you know, that is given into the range of uh, what we carry at Legendary Gear. And, you know, like I said, we got the big call. It's easy to run, the old man, um, easy to run. But, you know, like I said, it's a good tool. You know, I like to have at least two calls that are complete opposite. And that way it's about, you know, trying different things that, you know, on days I want to hear what those geese want to hear. And those days, I'll tell you another thing, and you guys know this, it's about if you watch that barometric pressure, just as like we do in whitetail world, but if you watch it in, in the goose world, especially when it when it, the barometric is high and rising, a lot of time you'll have... Um, the air is quiet, it's thin, and your sound will travel and carry. You know, and so if you ever heard, you know, some days you can hear a barking dog from the next farm that you never heard before. You know, you normally don't hear. That's that, you know, that barometric, and it's being able to hear. And on those days, and being aware of that, you know, that those are the days that I'll sit there and maybe pick the long call and just, you know, give them a little finesse. And, or even with my short call, you know, that's going to be more finesse calling. Uh, it's not going to be really aggressive just for the fact that I, I will believe that you'll blow those geese out. On those days, you have a more wind. It's thicker. The air is thicker. You know, baseball players, I played baseball my whole life. You know, all you know when the air is thin, you can jack that ball. It has a lot more jump off that bat than when it does on a heavy air day, barometric low and, and, and falling. So something to think about. Um, you know, choosing a call. So I'd, like I said, I'd recommend um, looking at our lines. We have a trial program, but, you know, if you have an old man, I would suggest either Delta Exit or the Ripper, you know, getting something totally different, but the Exit or Ripper probably be, you know, and if you could run it and learn to run it, and now's the time to do it. Um, you know, everybody talks about how important the hands are. In a, in a contest routine, I would say the hands are a lot more critical. In a goose field, I mean, you ask a good outfitter and a guide. I mean, we've, we've run flags ourselves in, um, you know, calling with one hand, calling with no hands. And, uh, you know, seen, you know that runs a lot easier with the short calls. And you'll find with the short calls that it's more about the air, the push point of your air, your air presentation, tongue presentation. You know, starting where you finish with your air and your tongue is more critical than where I'm holding my hands. Because I can run a call without my hands. I'm not going to run a call if I don't have the air and the finish of that air and tongue in the right position. That's totally critical. Not enough is said about it. And uh, I think the hands come down that can come down the road later. But I think if you talk to a lot of goose hunters and the guys out there, outfitters and everything, a lot of guys either call one-handed, they call with no call, but uh, you know, a lot of times probably one-handed if he's running a flag in the other. So... We're going to run out of time here. Oh, I know what I had to talk about. We're going to run real quick talking about the acrylic, um, molded acrylic. Now, the molded acrylic, like I said, I'll run these for you so you get to hear the quality of these. These calls right here, I would say again, the uh, this big dog, if you, it would be real close to the design and and, and the, radi the radius and everything, the circumferences of our alpha and uh, beautiful, beautiful fit and call. And my wife does a great job engraving. And uh, her husband does a great job in tuning. But anyway, I'm going to run this big dog for you. This is our molded acrylic um, call. And I think it's like $49.99, you know, on the website. So... Ah!
$50 call right there runs like a champ you'd be the big dog in the blind and the next one like I said for your younger guys out there getting started looking and even your older guys you know if you're that guy looking for the second call for a different you know you have an old man or you got a long call and you're looking for a call with a maybe a little bit different sound this is the uh, dirt nap it's got a shorter barrel um, than the big dog and the inserts they're exactly the same, except the, the inside, the uh, ID of this and OD are a lot tighter. It's more of a straight um, straight insert that's a lot more tighter, going to give you a lot more back pressure, being able to do more of the finesse calls and stuff like that. I'll give you a quick run of the dirt, dirt nap here. Uh, for another $49.99 uh, call. <laughs> get the you get the picture that is our dirt nap again these aren't your normal uh, molded calls that you're going to buy and pick out of the package and run a couple days and throw in the trash can these are calls that you could hunt all season you can hunt with them the rest of your life they're designed uh, every bit like up there say they uh, they're really close to our top end calls so i'm running out of time guys i'm going to work next week we're going to talk about with each one of these calls, again, I'm going to talk about uh, six uh, sequences I want you to work on. And we'll start it slow, and I'll give you different stuff that I, you know on the calls, how to run that sound. And then, you know, take the tape from me, record. And number one, I tell everybody, record yourself. And then you're going to probably be your best critic. Also, is a good time. You can go on our website, hook up with me. We can do uh, FaceTime and calling lessons. I'd be glad to help and work with guys. Guys, now's the time to do it. Now's the time to get off the couch. Like I said, turkey season's over. And um, I know you guys are going to be fishing. Those who have been fishing, still, you know, 15 minutes a night if you can pick up that call. And we start working together, working on sequence. And if you can give me 15 minutes a night, I guarantee you, you're going to put more feet on your lanyard this this fall so anyway i enjoyed uh, giving you all this information you can go to our website to legendarygearusa.com if you like this uh podcast please subscribe and get your buddies on and uh, like i said if you got anything you want to talk about email me man at uh, godlynch 
at gmail.com. Email me, ask about things that you want to talk about, products you want to talk about. We'll start talking, I'll talk about guns. We'll talk about blinds, decoys, whatever you want. We can talk about spreads. Uh, waterfowl season coming. Now's the time to start talking about it. getting excited. So I enjoy bringing this to you. As we always say, hunt safe, hunt smart, and may the good Lord be your guide. Well, I'll be out there, rain is shining, all a part of the great design. Bring it on, I can never get enough, because that's what legends are made of.